0: Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied, with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tawoch, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer Tanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights LLC and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Yosef Halevi Weinberg, Rabbi Mesha Pinchas Akoyen Katz, and Rabbi Yael Akoyen Shalom. It's also in schus and merit of Rabbi Zevi Cheskel Akoyen and Risha Katz for many long, healthy years. So we're coming to the closing part of Pedic Yud chapter 10 of tanya the entire chapter is dedicated to the tzaddik in the tzaddik itself two levels of the tzaddik and each of them have two names the tzaddik sheena gomer, the incomplete tzaddik which is also called the tzaddik viraloy and the tzaddik gomor the complete tzaddik who is also called tzaddik Vitevlay. and as the altarab explains tzaddik sheena gomer because his love is not absolute, complete, completely all-consuming of the divine. Therefore, there's some, some smidgen, some uh, trace left of, neg- of not negating the opposite. And that's why it's sadly virale, that there's still ra, there's still negative. But ra loy, it's for bottle, is completely subjugated and neutralized in the good. That tzaddik gomer the ava is complete, absolute, eneid mulvadeh, nothing but godliness, and therefore there's also the total rejection, absolute and total rejection, and ultimately therefore also transformation of the ra. So it's called tzaddik v'tevlay. The last thing we learned was the gemara suka, the gemara suke, and daf forty five b, mem hei bays talks about two categories of tzaddikim as well. The Altar Rebbe brings, one, the tamnisar alfei tzaddikah Kayama ha Kuchik kutshik b'richu, kameh ha baruchu, 18,000 tzaddikim stand before ha-kodosh and that is the tzaddik sheyna and that's many different levels, as he explained, as we learned in the last class, levels dependent on what still remains, what trace of the negative traits from the four negative elements, and how bottled they are, how much sublimated—one in sixty, one in a thousand, one in ten thousand. That same Gemara then talks about another type of tzaddik. By contrast, at and the Altar Rebbe says that's a tzaddik gomer. That's what the Gemara says. Shamar Ashbishimim by says in that Gemara. Riisi Aliyah I've seen elevated men, and they are few, not 18,000. And as we discussed, few means there are not that many such sadikim, and there are only not many that levels, not many such levels, because there it's a total love and total transformation. So that moves now to the second side, the which is now we have the name Bnei Aliyah. And once the Alter Rebbe brings that, he's going to explain now what Bnei Ali is with two interpretations, which correspond to these two names, Gomur and Sadigvatevle, or we should go with the other way, the order: Sadigvatevle, the first explanation of Bnei Aliye, and and Sadigamur, the second explanation. That's how the Rebbe explains it. So, what's the first explanation? So, the first explanation we learned says, so, "Shalchein n'korem Bnei Aliyah." Why they... Because what? Which is why they're called complete tzaddikim. Why? Which is why, rather, which is why the complete tzaddikim are referred to as elevated men, B'nai Aliyah. Why? Because as we just said, because it's Sadi Gomor. In other words, with Al-Tarebbe's explanation in the and Sukkah, that it's Sadi tzaddikomor, we understand why they're a few and why they're called B'nai Aliyah. Why? So the explanation is from the word aliyah from transform, from elevating and transforming. Shema hapchin hara umay lamesa because they transform the negative urge and elevate it to holiness. In other words, transforming the animal soul to holiness, to kdusha. And that's the word why it's called elevated. And al brings that ayah to it. Like it says in the Zoyar. In the Agdomit Zayad. We're going over what we learned last, in last week's class. What does he say in the Agdomit to Zayad? Talking about Rajbi. Rajbi is speaking. Bnei Ali and other Rajbi also testified in himself that he's one of them. So what does it say? says that when Rabchiyah, <laughs> Rabchiyah wanted to ascend to the heavenly chamber of Rabshimim by Remember, we're talking now on spiritual levels, so ascending is not a physical ascending to another floor. It's a spiritual ascent. It's a qualitative one. That means in order to ascend, you have to be in a certain particular spiritual level. And now you want to go to the chamber of Rapshim Bayekha, you need to be on his level. His level is Biney Aliyah, which also explains that it says Lalais to elevate. So Kola Nafik Vomar. So you heard a voice come out, break out, and say, A voice emerge and say, What did the voice say? Man, di yasin hacha. Who among you has transformed darkness into light and bitter, into sweet before arriving here? In other words, for you to ele- elevate. To this chamber of Rabshim and Ba you have to be someone who's transformed darkness to light and bitter to sweet before you arrived here. As he said you have to be that, that state of being, that state of consciousness. And what's the state of consciousness? Clearly, the Zayah says, Aliyah, the state of consciousness of transformation. Shem chin mahara, so to enter the world, the domain, and the chamber of Bnei Aliyah of Rajbi. You have to be someone that has achieved that level of transformation. A direct proof that that's the meaning of Okay. So that explains the first part. Why it's called a tzaddik v'tevle. Like we said before, complete tev. He's transformed everything negative into tev but now there's another explanation. And this is not a, a, a tangent. It's not a parenthetical statement. This is all part of explaining the whole chapter. Remember, the whole chapter was the Tzadigom and Tzadigshen and Gomor, both names, but also understanding their personality. That their both names are determined based on their deep love. The Tzadigom, deep love, Gomor, complete love and commitment, total, to the Divine. And thus, Complete rejection of the opposite to the point of transforming it. And that's the meaning of Bnei Aliyah. And the few tzaddikim. Not like the 18,000 that there are many of. As he said before, that that's also explains all the tzaddikim. Harabim sheba All the many tzaddikim throughout the generations. Now we're talking about the very rare few. What's the second explanation? So let's now continue learning. vaoid there's another reason. There's another reason, aliyah, why they're called these sadigam is called elevated men. And mipnei, what is the second reason? Because because the, they also they're working in the positive. Before we spoke about in the Sumerah that they took the Ra and they transformed it, but how is their behavior in the world of good, in the world of love? We know how they transform, like he said, Aliyah coming from the word transformation, the dark to light, and the bitter to sweet. That also their work in the positive. Activities of teda and observance of mitzvahs. Hul tzedek gavoya, Devoted to God. Gavoyah means to that which is above. Gavoyah, aliyah. So the Ravayda is not focused on themselves. It's not focused on anything but aliyah, that which is above. Before aliyah was the type to elevate. More like a A verb. An act of elevating the negative to the positive. Here, Aliyah is that it's driven toward Gaveya to that which is above. And as he continues, let's say the Gaveya umayla, adrema, higher and higher to the greatest of heights. So in other words, it's driven toward upward, toward something upward, myla. Bnei Aliyah. What does that mean? So he explains. That the service of God is not merely to attach themselves to God. You'd think that's unbelievable, right? A person serving their entire life, their entire commitment is to connect to God, to attach to God. He says, no. Which means, simoy nafshem Hashem, To satisfy the thirst of their soul, which is thirsting to God. So you would think that is an unbelievable purpose. But that's not Aliyah, that's not Gevei, that's not directed toward God, that's directed toward serving something in them. Not God forbid selfish. It's completely toward connecting to God, but the focus is on the person that is serving God to connect, to quench thirst. K'meshe Kosov Havoi kol same lachu <laughs> L'mayim all who are thirsty to go to water. The pasuk in Yeshaya, Nun Aleph, 55 So it's not for that purpose. That's the distinction. He's explaining the contrast to what means Seder gaveya and what is not Seder gaveya. is as is explained elsewhere. Elsewhere is explained, where's the elsewhere? It's in Tanya, in chapter Mem Aleph and Pedic Mem Aleph. End of chapter 40 actually, and going over to 41. So we learned this also earlier in chapter four, that a person through learning Torah and mitzvahs attaches themselves to the source of life to God. And that's called the work of that those that are thirsty go to water to quench their, their thirst for godliness. So even though this is an unbelievable type of Aveda, nevertheless, by tzaddikim gwunim that are called Bnei aliyah, even this Aveda is ultimately still focused on the individual. And it's considered Seder meaning for himself, not Seder gaveya. Because at the end of the day, his intention is to quench his thirst. But the tzadi gomur, his avayda is complete bital. There's nothing in it about him. It's not in it for me. Even to connect to God is not what he's looking for. So it's not even to quench his thirst. And that's why it's the seirah gaveya. The seirah is not for himself; it's completely for the divine. And just to share two stories that capture this a bit. Famous story with the Shemtev. He was once praying for someone very sick. The mother was really desperate. The child was sick, and everyone had given up hope. And he heard from heaven. That the decree has been passed, this child is not going to survive. Baal Shemtiv heard that. He had even more rahmanis and continued praying. And they said, Baal do not continue praying. This decree has been passed. And you have, to, you have to respect that. And if you don't, it can have consequences. The Baal still didn't care. It's such rachmonas for the mother and for the child. And of course, at Sadi Geiz, I call this Baruch Sadiq prevails. And the decree, and then the child survived. The child was revived. But because the Baal Shem intervened, so there was a call from heaven that said the Baal Shem Tev, because of that, will lose his chelik and Nailam his part in the world to come. I mean, it can't get worse than that. Now, to lose your part in this world, so for some people that would be a problem, but for a tzaddik, but elam haba—that's your, that's the eternal life of the Nisham. The well, story goes that the Bashanta began to dance. His chassidim, students, said to him, "Why are you dancing?" It's like a, he said, "Because now I can finally serve God. For no other reason, just to serve God. Nothing in it for me. There's no elam haba. There's no world to come." There's an addition they say to the story. I'm not sure if there's a source for it, that when in heaven they heard about Shemta dancing, they said, "No, no, no, that pleasure we won't give him," and they gave him back his elam haba. But the point being, such a level of mizdes nefesh, not even elam haba. The elam haba of what? It's not for him. Elam haba, elam haba is the neshama's greatest delight is to serve and connect to God. But no, even that not. Completely, only to serve God. Just to, I'm adding, similar to what the Rambam says, that Le'ilim God and end of person should always serve for ulterior motive. From ulterior motive, they'll come to a pure motive. Everybody has to have some motive. Could be the motive, could be physical reward, spiritual reward, Elam but something. Avram Avinu, it says, Avram Oyavi, my beloved. Why? Because Esa se'emesh emesh me Pneshu emes. He committed to truth and he fulfilled truth because it was true, not because he benefited, not even the benefit of knowing I'm doing something true. The second story. I remember this, one of the vivid memories, Simchastede, Tov Shemem Zayin, Fabrengen, where the Rebbe spoke. Simchastede was always great Giluyim, revelations. But this Simchas was extraordinary in the sense that ever Rebbe explained the last Rashi in Chumash. The Rebbe's custom was always to explain a Rashi, but Parsha Baruchah the Rebbe said never is Shabbos, because we always read it on Simchas which is never on Shabbos. It could be on Friday, but not Shabbos. But now Simchas the night of Simchas before our coffee the Rebbe spoke on this Rashi. What does Rashi say La'ini call you sroh? And it says, zvah ma'fsum may shayy, 'call you sroh'. What's le'in called you sroh? What ma'fsim did, what great thing did he do before the eyes of all the people? He broke the lukh, says Rashi. He shattered the tablets, everyone saw it. And Hashem said to him, God said to him, Yeshikeki Khasheshivarta, thank you for breaking these luchas. So the Rebbe asked the question, what's the thank you? We fast on that day, on the 17th of Tammuz, because of the breaking of the luchas. It's a sad day. And with that, Rashi chooses, I mean, the other ifs and some he took the Jews out of Mitzrayim and all the miracles involved. Parting of the sea, matin teta, the 40 years in the wilderness. Of all the things, we have to choose something that seems like a negative. Messiah and B'tev is also the rule. You always end with something positive. Why would Rashi add this, this, this episode here? And briefly, the Rebbe, in tremendous tears, unforgettable, how emotional it was, explained that's the ultimate. Rashi is coming to explain the ultimate La'inika. What's the Asisim Sim? The miracles of Messiah, all great miracles. But what's the ultimate? Is when Moshe sacrificed himself. He took the Luchis, God's Luchis. First tablets. And he shattered them, as Rashi says in Pasha Kisisa, because he tore the k'suba, because he can now go back to God and say to him, Yes, the Jews heard, they shouldn't build a golden calf. But they never signed, they never received the contract. So he broke the luchis, very deliberate. And he says, to Hashem, yinom esifracha erase my name from your book if you will not forgive them. He gave up not his elamaz, his Abba. and his connection to teira. What well, I mean, eluchis, teira's chayim. It's Hashem's teda, and not just a sefer teira, eluchis, because it's not about him, not even his Rukhnis, not even his neshama. He was not involved in the chet Egel. But that's what a tzaddik is, tzaddikomer, a rebbe. So to go back, so it's not even, not even to quench his own thirst, not even to connect ladovka by his like he says the dofka ba izborr povad it's only tzer gaveya, and he continues and brings out i to this ki de ella ki de firshu bitikunim it's as its interpreter explained clarified de tikunezear tikunim 1B, right? The beginning of Tikkun, also on the Hagdama. Interesting. He brought the Zayr the Hagdamah from Rabchiyah he went up to the Hekel, to the chamber of Farajbi. Now it's the Tikkunim, also on the Hagdamah, Al of Yeah, 1B. We he says, Ezur Chasid. Who is the Chasid? Who is the pious one? Hamis Chasidim Kainay. A person who acts kindly, mishasset, is kind, with kainai, which means, say the Abraham says, kainai, his creator. Kainai also comes from the word, kainai could be the, his, the ones who acquires him, but kainai also means from the word nest. That's what he says, imkan, imkan dile. Khan, like shiluach al kan, or kan seperim. We're talking about a nest that he does Chesed with his with the Ebrister. am a Chesedim kandile, because the Ebrister is, is like the nest of the human of the neshamis. Achsan They're like the nest. And here, even though the is nesting us, this chosid is doing Chesed with his nest, with the Ebeshta and with the nest, with the shechina. So we see from this that he's serving Hashem, not for himself, he's doing something for Hashem, for Hashem's purpose. Say Geveya, B'nei Aliyah, for the purpose of Aliyah, not for his own needs. And what does he do? To unite the Shekhinah down in this world? The Shekhinah, to unite Kutche Brichu, which is the two dimensions of godliness, the godliness of beyond existence, transcendence. And Shekhinah, the Shekhinah, the is that manifests is existence, in the lowest of worlds. So on this, on its own, Tachtanim, as the Altareb explains later in chapter 36 in Tanya, what means takhtenim, the lowest? Not lowest in space, but lowest in revelation. Completely concealed. But what is the tzaddik doing? What does the Aveda of an neshama down below do? And the case of the tzaddik, his whole intention is only for one reason. Not, this, not to connect to God, not to quench his thirst, not anything else, but to draw down the kutchebrich of vishchina. He's doing chesed for the Eberster, to bring to down to fulfill his purpose. And to come to make Adira b'takhtenim. That's his complete exclusive devotion. So we see from this, this top dedication that is about Seder Gaveya aliyah. Then he brings another Zayat, Ukemei shekoseh baray mehemneh Like it says in the section called ray In Zoyar, Pasha Seitze, this is Khele Gimel, Zoyar Khele Gimel, Reish Pei Aleph, Amar Aleph, 281a. So, what does he say there? Like a son who exerts himself for his father and mother, whom he loves more than himself more than his own nefesh, ruach and neshama, all three levels of his soul. And everything he does is not for himself, it's only for his father and mother. And he's prepared to die for them, to redeem them. If they're, for instance, in a state of captivity, so you see again a complete selflessness, bnei aliyah, not for his own purpose. As explained elsewhere, and there again in chapter forty-one, Memalef and Tanya, and cha- <coughs> excuse me, in chapter Mamalaf and chapter Memdalad, he brings again the zoyar, Pasha kisetsi. So what do we see from all of this? The explanation of Bnei Aliyah. What means Bnei Aliyah? Bnei Aliyah nasay tev. We're not talking about transforming and elevating darkness to light. We're talking about in the light itself, in positive itself. A total selfless dedication, not to himself, but Aliyah to that which is above. Kaine to bring and in Like he says here, like the son doesn't forgoes himself in order for his love and his, of his parents and sacrifices himself for that purpose. And with that, the al Rebbe concludes this idea of Bnei Aliyah. There's one more piece. There's one more piece in our brackets that concludes the whole Pedic. but that we'll that will learn in the next year, where he reconciles and brings together both these interpretations in Bnei Aliyah. That he says that there are, which means they both work in synergy, they both work hand in hand, and they complement each other. And that we'll learn in the next year. Well, we come away from this is the tremendous understanding of this level, this unique, rare level. Here we're not talking about many different tzaddikim. Even those tzaddikim, let's not in any way dismiss it, is such a tremendous high level. But this, is we're talking about that rare tzaddik, completely dedicated, both in transformation of the negative and complete love, total, exclusive. Not for himself, not even for the Gdusha. Not even for his own connection to God, but just simply for God himself. And you could say, why are we told all this? Again, because we all have something, a taste of this in our lives. We all can experience it at certain times because we have a neshama. A chelikah and And as such, we have the capacity to have a, 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 somewhat of a taste of this type of experience. And we have to find, each one in our own lives, that moment where you complete exclusive dedication, not to yourself, but to something completely beyond yourself. Everyone have a good Wach. Go to tanyaapplied.com for this and previous programs, as well as to submit any question. Be well, Kol This has been My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simmon Jacobson. Please join us again next week Visit HasidahSupply.com for archived classes and more resources.